Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started on the rest of this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blinkenwazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, I went down to Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, I went down on Thursday, and I got myself some wine. I had, had a meeting with a friend. Uh, lovely meeting with a friend and co-host of CSU Politics, Pat Guerin, and it was wonderful. It was everything that I remembered it being before um, post-pandemic. I am fully vaccinated. Uh, my friend Pat is fully vaccinated. So it was a good time. And uh, I suggest that you go down there and enjoy. Um, and get yourself some of that 2017 Cabernet. Get yourself some of the Pinot. Um I had a Coltaris uh, Syrah when I was there, which is a Western Slope winery. They also got Storm Cellars, which is like Rieslings. Um, basically, they have all you need. They have also great selection of meats and cheeses. It's really, really good. Um, tremendous experience. I will be returning actually very soon. I like to have my meetings there, um, and it's great. I, I, I highly, highly suggest everyone make it over to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself some of that wine. Uh, the 2017 Cabernet is still perfect, so get yourself some of that. You can go to bfwdenver.com if you just want to order a bottle. You know, they can ship it to you. Um, or you can, like, do curbside pickup. If you're still one of the remaining people who are not vaccinated or not fully vaccinated yet uh, and you don't want to risk it, uh, this was very safe. It was very socially distant. It was very good. Uh, well, I got there when they opened at 1 o'clock uh, with my friend Pat and... Uh, we were the only ones there for a while because we were there, you know, who goes down to drink wine when at one in the afternoon, this guy. Um, but it was very safe. Um, and the employees there are vaccinated. So you can feel safe too. When you go in there, once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, go to bfwdenver.com. If you want to order a bottle or book yourself if a virtual wine tasting, which are still going on, it's available on Facebook and Instagram under Voucher Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you in there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, okay, the Nuggets are down 0-1 in the playoffs after letting go of the rope in the fourth quarter against the uh, Portland Trails Blazers in Game 1. Um, a couple things happened. Uh, Portland hit a ridiculously high percentage of threes that way will won't hit again. Um, which I, I don't think that was a systemic thing. I do do think the nuggets were blitzing, uh, Dame Lillard a lot. And I think that kind of backfired on him, particularly when Carmelo Anthony was in the game, uh, in the first half, uh, Carmelo, which has gone unnoticed here is Carmelo Anthony scored three points in the second half. Uh, so the national media people who were lecturing Nuggets fans about booing Carmelo Anthony, just slow down. All right. Y'all just slow down. You don't know shit about Denver. So keep that, keep Denver's name and their insert fans out your mouth. I don't want to hear it again. Uh, on the flip side of that though, uh, is the Michael Malone, I feel made some strategic errors. Um, and one of them was very obvious, which I'm, I'm, I'm extremely surprised that he, he did, did it. Um, but we're going to kind of start with the first one in the first half, and then after the DraftKings read, uh, we will be talking about what I think was the most important 
uh, blunder, I, I will call it, that Michael Malone made in game one. Um, but first of all, uh, Marcus Howard got far more time than he really needed to get. And I think what you saw in this game is the Nuggets needed defensive perimeter um, play help more than they needed an offensive boost. Um, you know, Marcus Howard provided some offense, but I don't think he was what they needed. They needed a defensive player. They needed Jack Harrison out there. Um, and I think when we, you know, obviously the Nuggets are shorthanded, so you've got to make do with what you've got to make do, Right. There's not a ton of options that they have until Barton gets back, and P.J. Dozier is way off. So you are kind of limited to what, what you've got available. Um, the best option there was Shaq Harrison, and I hope that m- m- if Marcus Howard is used, it's very sparingly. As much as the offense that he provided, that's not what the Nuggets needed. The Nuggets needed perimeter defense. Uh, imagine throwing Shaq Harrison on uh, uh, C.J. McCollum or, or Dame Lillard. Okay, to think about that and think about what the Nuggets were able to do with the second unit. Because this is very obvious here, and this is something that I think should have been 100% glaringly obvious to everyone in the arena uh, on Saturday night. The, the Blazers have a great seven players, maybe eight. Everything else beyond that is trash. And they are very dependent on Lillard and... McCollum playing heavy minutes with the a second unit rotation, and particularly minutes against Ennis Cantor uh, when he's out there, uh, Anthony Simons, who's not trash. I, I shouldn't have said trash, but they they aren't. They they really are a top heavy team, um, and it's it's a noticeable decline once you get past that that those eight, and even with the eight, that I would say I would venture to say five, you know. The Nuggets did not attack Carmelo Anthony defensively. They, he was playing at the four, and Paul Millsap, God bless him, showed his age again and just was pretty much useless in this game. But in the grand scheme of things, one of the problems was they had, they had Marcus Howard out there, and he ain't going to guard anyone. And they really needed uh, that defensive identity to be deep, you know, to really permeate the second team. And because either Lillard or McCollum is going to be out there at all times. And that's really what you needed. And I think the failure of Malone to understand that through the course of the game was kind of frustrating. I think most everyone understood that uh, I, I was, my, my expectation was that Shaq Harrison would get significant time. That was my expectation. And I was stunned when he wasn't out there for this game. Um, there's no miracle cure for a lot of what the Nuggets, ails the Nuggets as far as on the injury front, you're missing Jamal Murray. But you can compensate by, you know, attacking in ways that Portland can't, uh, you know, account for. And they were desperately trying to switch on to Michael Porter Jr., thinking that they could exploit him defensively. I'll be honest with you, Michael Porter Jr. held his own, and I think that that is going to be a faulty um, concept from Portland. I think they were going based on last year's evidence. Um, but this Nuggets team lot lost grip whenever they had the second unit in. And they were trying to incorporate Michael Porter Jr. who into the second unit. But a lot of the Nuggets defensive a lot of the Nuggets issues in that second unit had a lot to do with Marcus Howard being out there. And let's face it, Paul Millsap had a terrible game. 
Um, and they had uh, Jermichael Green on Carmelo Anthony, and all they did was just scrap with each other. Um, it, it wasn't working. you got to make Melo guard. The book on Carmelo Anthony is you have to make him guard. I said this in my podcast with Tim Miller on Friday. You can goad Melo into chucking. The book on Melo is that you, if you guard him close with a player that he doesn't respect, he will chuck. He will try to score as much as possible. And what happened was they just, they were so casual with Melo. It's basically inviting him to shoot. And if you want to guarantee Carmelo Anthony scoring, you know, 15 points in the first half, that's exactly what happens. Uh, they need a defensive perimeter player out there, and Shaq Harrison could have provided that. You know, as much as Shaq Harrison is a minus on the offensive end other than penetration, he's going to go out loud in defense. He's a, uh, like I said, Faku Composo is annoying. Um, he's a pest. And uh, uh, Shaq Harrison is energy and effort. And those are two sides of a very potent coin that the Nuggets can play. I, I was stunned that they, did, they didn't go there. Um, and it should not have been that. That rotation was, was suspect to begin with, and it showed in the second half, particularly in the third quarter, when the Nuggets, at the end of the third quarter, when the Nuggets were down by 10. Um, this Nuggets team just, just kind of let go of the rope a bit uh, in their second unit, and it just it wasn't working. It was evident it wasn't working. And uh, once again, as I pointed out, once again, in my, I keep referencing my uh, podcast with Tim Miller, but uh, Malone is slow to adjust in-game. He's very slow. He sticks to his things. And it was clear in the first half that Marcus Howard experiment was not going to be something that's going to they were going to be able to exploit. Um, I, the, I think the Anthony Randolph principle uh, probably applies to Marcus Howard right now. He may get better. But the Anthony Randolph principle applies to Marcus Howard. So any of you who are longtime Denver Stiffs readers will know what the Anthony Randolph uh, principle is. All right, before I continue with the my second adjustment that Michael Malone needs to make or should have been done during the game, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family. Or excuse me, not Blanchard Family. I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's playoff times time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200. 200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet $5 and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 42-1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is to place a $5 bet on that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and pretty much any. And so basically they, they have such a, a smorgasbord of things you can bet. You can even bet on table tennis, okay, folks? So that if you want it, DraftKings got it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. 
Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win the next game. And if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code MHS for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out and site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Um, by far the biggest mistake I, f- I feel Michael Malone made in the f- game one was the minutes rotation for uh, Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. And what was stunning to me was how the, the Nuggets had come from the Portland game, the last game of the season, uh, which was Saturday. Uh, or Sunday. Was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. And didn't play again until Saturday. And yet, Nikola Jokic only played 35 minutes. And when I say only, um, you could, Jokic didn't come in until about six minutes left in the game, right? So think about it this way. That six minutes got him up to 35 minutes, and he didn't even play the whole game till the end of the game. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had 37 minutes, and it was only only because he had played with the bench unit a little bit, and he didn't even play extensively with the bench unit. Um, there was a pivot moment when the Nuggets got the lead down to set, excuse me, down to four, and it kind of stayed there for a couple of minutes. Um, that resulted in the Portland Trailblazers taking a timeout. And that was Michael Malone's moment to put Nikola Jokic in the game. And the failure to recognize the momentum was the, I feel, critical to the Nuggets undoing. Stepping up and getting Jokic out there right at that time would have been the moment to understand the momentum and to know that the Nuggets could, once again, get the lead. And, you know, once the Nuggets, this was my belief, once the Nuggets got the lead in that game, the Blazers weren't going to come back. Uh, That was that kind of a pivot moment. Yet... Another minute and a half goes by of game time. Jokic still isn't in the game. And I got this sinking sensation that Malone was sticking to Jokic's regular, regular season rotation for the playoffs. And that, to me, was a horrible mistake. We could talk about the Nuggets' defensive issues, which I don't think they, quote, had issues. The, 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 the Blazers just hit a bunch of shots. They hit a bunch of threes that they don't normally hit at such a high percentage. Um, Jokic had 31. Probably in, in, a, in a, uh, a game where the Nuggets win, he's, he's over 40, right? Uh, points. Uh, he didn't have a ton of assists, but he scored and he rebounded. And Michael Porter Jr. had 25 points despite going 1 of 10 on threes. The momentum shifted away from the Nuggets. And by the time Jokic got in, it was back up to seven, eight points deficit. And then it just kind of went from there. And it was just a, such an obvious, critical juncture. And one, one of the things that's upsetting about this is the Nuggets have to play. And it was understood, I think, by everyone. And I think even among Nuggets players, that Jokic and Porter have to play right around 40 minutes every night. Um, because, you know, until at least until Barton gets back 
And who knows how effective Barton's going to be when he comes back. Um, you're going to need to play these guys a significant amount of time. And it was just, it wasn't good enough. And, the, and, and what bugs me is the failure to recognize it just stood out with like a sore thumb. You can't play Nikola Jokic his regular season rotation in the playoffs. You have to play him more, particularly against the Blazers. You have to play him more. has nothing to do with Yusuf Nurkic. No, I mean, Jokic still had 31. I, I'm not even worried about Yusuf Nurkic. You saw how much he was dominating Nurkic in the first quarter. I'm not even remotely concerned about Yusuf Nurkic and the way he guards Jokic. Um, having him out there is a way to counterbalance uh, Lillard and McCollum chucking, and particularly Lillard. The Nuggets actually did a good job on Lillard through three quarters. Um, once again, having Shaq Harrison being able to, you know, give you at the very least give you fouls, uh, I think would have been critical. But alas, this Nuggets team let go of the rope and just didn't, weren't able to close the game. And I think that was the, that was the disappointing part. But the Nuggets have an opportunity in front of them because before tonight's game, as of this recording, to make some, make some changes. Um, I don't think the switches, like I said, the switches onto Michael Porter Jr. were not mattering. Uh, he wasn't cooking Porter. Uh, Lillard was not cooking Porter. And Lillard got a couple blocks, one on McCollum and one on, on, on Lillard on these drives. It's, it, it, they, the, the, the Blazers are probably going to try it again tonight. And I, I, I trust Mike to take advantage of that. Um, the adjustment is to play Shaq Harrison more. Uh, well, at all, and to understand that Jokic and MPJ need to be out there for most of the game. And that recognition will go a long way to the Nuggets. This isn't irreparable here, folks. Nuggets can do this. Nuggets will be able to do this. What needs to happen is Malone needs to recognize it. And I think once he understands what happened, he'll get there. His comments uh, during practice yesterday were centered around defense uh, and going through screens. That's fine. That's fine. But do you know how you get someone who's going to be a bulldog and runs through screens is you play Shaq Harrison and not tiny Marcus Howard. So, anyway, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, Go Nuggets. Hope they win tonight. And I'll be back here soon with another episode. I'll be talking to you later.